welcome to Pleasant Grove Church, where Reverend Dr. Classy M. Preston is the pastor. A place where the Word of God impacts and transforms your life. Let's listen to a power-packed message already in progress. Some people say it doesn't take all that, but uh, for the past two weeks, I've had a strange virus, and when I take my medication, I fall asleep. So if I fall asleep doing this sermon, it's because (laughs) of my medication. (laughs) But I'm 80%, so I praise God. God is so awesome that I've been working on Psalm 37, Pastor, for about three weeks. And I've been reading through it over and over again. And God is so good that God placed me in a physical position that I could really preach this, Malik, because when you walk in the Word and when you have trials and tribulations, we need to know how to overcome. And it's unbelievable to me, not really, that's not true, I believe it, that people who come to church, who say they know the Lord, never move from point A to point B. And so as I looked at this text, And Psalm 37, over and over again, Anthony, I prayed for the people who still live in a house called worry. Because that is not of God. That is not of God. Let me say it again. Worry is not of God. But when we spend time with God, we gain wisdom because we begin to know the character and the person of God. So if you're in the same place now that you were 20 years ago, maybe it's time to examine your habits and to ask yourself and genuinely want an answer, Lord, what must I do to be saved? What must I do to be happy? What must I do to have wisdom? Because wisdom comes through time with the Lord. And there's no shortcut to wisdom. Can I get a witness? There are no shortcuts to the lessons of life. And all of us will go through something. And we need to know God for ourselves, Minister Derek, because Grandma Leon prayed for me, but she's gone to be with the Lord. So I need to know how I had it made it pray for myself. You ever had to lay hands on yourself? You ever have to just lay hands on yourself and say, I, I, you, only five people and all of If you lay hands on yourself and call on the name of Jesus, God will hear and God will answer your prayers. Can I get a witness? God will prevail. So it's good to know God's word for yourself. And it's good to write down your scriptures of deliverance when the enemy has beat you up so bad that you don't think you can make it the next hour. 
you need to go to Psalm 37, where David said, trust in the Lord and do good. He said, dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. And what he means by trust in the Lord, meaning that you believe that God will deliver whatever your circumstances. On Friday, I wanted to get a refill on my prescription, my antibiotic. So I laid down and I prayed to God. I said, Lord, I'm going to call this doctor's office and I want you to give me favor. And I called the doctor's office and the person gave me an appointment for 2.30 to see the doctor. And then I decided that I would call the nurse and talk with her because we got friendly on the last visit. So I called the nurse and before I could get back in the bed, the ENT office called me to tell me that there was no need to come to the doctor, that they had already called my prescription in to CVS. And I said, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So somebody needs to know that prayer changes everything. And somebody here needs to know that whatever burden you have, it can be lifted through prayer and trust in the Lord. And then David said, take delight in the Lord. Delight means celebrating who you are. Sometimes you need to get a mirror and just look at yourself. And you need to see whether or not you look like a person. When you take delight in the Lord, Judge Julie, you look happy sometimes. When you take delight in the Lord, you get up and you look happy in the presence of the sanctuary of God. And when you delight in the Lord, you celebrate what God has done for you. So when you delight in the Lord, you thank God for all of the things. Can I get a witness? You thank God. You celebrate your relationship with God. And then he said in verse number five, commit your way to the Lord. Commit. Do not waver. Do not live like the world. Because God wants you to trust in him. And he will do this, the word says. He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn. There's nobody with a finishing touch like the Lord. There's nobody who can take the place of the Lord. There is nobody who can fill you with love. There is nobody who can take away your anxiety. There is nobody who can beat your enemies up for you and destroy them before they destroy you. And there is nobody who can give you the happiness of Jesus Christ in a relationship. I know people who have riches, wealth, and fame, but no happiness and no peace. So my prayer is that regardless of what God gives us, that we always remember to delight ourselves in the Lord. We're not where we are because we've been good. We're where we are because God is faithful. And we need to commit our ways to the Lord every day, Alyssa, so that we can say, here I am, Lord, reporting into duty again. What do you have for me today? So I just want to share with you the meaning of Psalm 37. 
We call a person that writes a psalm a psalmist, and many commentators agree that Psalm 37 was probably written by David. The psalmist saw that many evil people had everything they wanted, and they did what they wanted, and nobody stopped them. They hurt poor people who did not have very much, and the psalmist began to feel very angry. And the psalmist helps us to understand we should not fret because of evildoers. Rather, Ruth, we should not worry about the wicked. The psalmist exhorts the righteous to trust in Yahweh our God. And he, we obey him, and then he will fight our battles, Chris. So I selected the Beatitudes as an introduction to my sermon that's found in Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 through 12, where Jesus shares the benefits, blessings of being in relationship with God. See, there are features and benefits in life. And we have to understand that everything that's a feature that describes what something looks like does not necessarily mean that it works. You get me? So just because, Kelly, you have some shampoo and you shampoo your hair and they promised you as a product that it was going to make your hair beautiful no matter what you did. Well, that's just a feature of the shampoo. And many of us buy things for the features where there are no benefits because the benefits come when something good happens and is productive on the other side. It's not good enough to look good. You need to be good. You ever bought something because it looked good? Five dollars for a pie? And you get home and it doesn't taste like nothing, Sherry? You ever had that experience? Sometimes in life we look at things and we believe that they are what they are, but the Bible says you better test these things to make sure they are of God. Everybody who looks like a Christian is not a Christian. Everybody who comes to church does not believe in God. Everybody who's under the sound of my voice does not worship God in spirit and in truth. And we don't want to be reminded. Then Jesus saw the crowds. He went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him and he began to teach them. As we share the Beatitudes, please ask yourself, which one applies to you? Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will, thank you, God, be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Anybody need some mercy? Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. And blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. Deacon Hub. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Jesus said, rejoice and be glad. Because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets 
who were before you. Persecution is part of the journey. Which beatitude applies to you? You probably think I'm going to call on eight people, but I'm not. I just think you need to go back and read the beatitudes and understand the benefits of being in relationship with Jesus Christ because they are hard explained. The word blessed means happy. Blessed to be lifted. Blessed to be anointed. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see. Anybody want to see God? So what Jesus does here is Jesus gives you the formula for the entrance to heaven. He gives you the formula to open the code. Now you see, the church has a safe. I don't have the combination to the safe, but I know who has it. But what I'm saying is that if I know the combination to the safe and all the people in the church, you'll go get what you want when you want it, and we won't know what happened. So there are only limited people with the combination of the safe for the church, but the combination to get into glory, Jesus is giving Brett Vincent to everybody right now. He's saying that these are the things you need to do until I come back to get you and give you your reward. You're not going to get your reward in Apex, or Fuquay, or Cary, or Raleigh, Durham, wherever you go. Your reward is going to be in heaven. And once we understand the theology, stop waiting on people to reward you and make you feel good. That is not going to happen. You feel good when you're in relationship with the Lord and you know how to talk to yourself. Can I get a witness, Pastor? Ever have a midnight hour when you talk to yourself? Hey, I love it. I love it when my little nephew, great nephew goes, hey, I love it. When God shows up, hey, I love it. When the Lord shows out, I love it. When the Lord gives me an example of a sinner like David who served the Lord. It's a sinner like David, the son of Jesse. Sometimes we don't know the history of people. We need to go back and read the history and see how God uses wicked people and how God uses sinful people. That was David, a man was after God's own heart, had the nerve to kill another man because he wanted his wife. And according to the Bible, David did other things because his brothers and sisters hated him. So he grew up in an environment of hate, and, but he conquered the Jezebites, held hell town of Jerusalem, which he made the capital of the new United Kingdom to which he moved the sacred art. I highlight David because David, all of us are David. Some of us hide it, but all of us are David. And one of the things I love about David is that David was willing to come to the presence of the Lord and say, I am a sinner. I am guilty of all the things you told me not to do. And Lord, I want you to forgive me and cleanse me from my own thoughts. You ever prayed and asked God to cleanse you of your own thoughts? Cleanse you of your own evil. And David said that I know that I am unworthy, but you are a faithful and a just God. Therefore, I believe that you can lift me out of this situation. 
I'm so glad that the Bible gives us a clear view of David. He was a man after God's own heart, but he stepped out of the relationship all the time. He had several wives. He was, uh, he had a big ego and he wasn't a big man, but I heard he was good looking. What you think, Kemp? He probably could have been Kemp or Malik, but he was good looking and the ladies could not resist him. So he was all filled with wives and wine and celebrating, but the Lord spoke to David. Have the Lord spoke to you? Has the Lord ever said anything to you? Do you know where you were when you heard from the Lord? When we're looking at the word, we know that King David wasn't always strong and courageous. You see, my illness has made me stronger. My illness has made me realize how much God loves me. My illness has made me realize that God is able at any time. And I realize that my being down for a couple of weeks, God has some things to tell me, and I'm so busy doing other things, I don't listen. So when the Lord wants to get my attention, Guess what? I can't do nothing but listen. And I say, thank you, God. How does God speak to you? When's the last time you received your FedEx? When is the last time you got your Amazon delivery? When is the last time that God left the message on your porch? You saw it on ring, but you didn't ring back. How many times? Has God tapped you to say, I have work for you to do in my kingdom. And you tell God how busy you are. How many of us neglect the word of God thinking that we can be strong in relationship with God? That does not happen. Because we need the word of God to stand on, to believe in. And if we don't study and embrace the word of God, we are running on nothing. There is no fuel. You see, the word of God fuels us to go forward. It's the word of God that empowers us. Go back and read the story of David and Goliath. God used David, a boy, to kill a giant. And I read that over and over again and realized that all I'm going to do for my enemies is keep praying for them and tell God. And I expect God to slay them at the right time. And in the meantime, I'm going to be in prayer, praying that God shows me who they are. And so what I've learned in studying the word of God, that if you take the time of being mad and angry, and study the word of God, you'll have some Holy Ghost power to rid yourself of the enemies around you. I'm saying Holy Ghost power. So when you speak to the enemy, the word of God, the enemy bacon can do nothing but back up. And when you speak the word of God to the enemy, the enemy has to back down. When we get up and praise the Lord, if we really praise the Lord, the enemy can't stand that. So what the enemy will say is, that song is too long, and we did it three times, and why we want to do it another time, and why we got to have three songs for praise and worship, and why the pastor want us to stand up and praise the Lord? Why does the church need to bow down before the Lord? Because God is faithful. God is faithful. God is our Father. 
God is just and God is worthy of praise. And the Bible said that if we don't worship God, that the rocks will cry out. If we don't worship God, the animals will. If we don't worship God, the grass will celebrate. If we don't worship God, the flowers will open in our way. If we don't worship God, the lame will rise up. If we don't worship God, heaven will not wait. If we don't worship God, if we don't worship God, then we are digging our own grave. If we don't worship God, we are creating our own destiny because our destiny is wrapped up in God. So no time with God means you have no place to go. No time with God, you don't know who you are. I was blessed by Juneteenth. I was also upset. We're living in troublesome times, and we're living in perilous times when hating is okay, according to some, when cheating is okay, according to some, when lying is okay, Pastor, if nobody catches you. And we have to be careful that the world has not taken control of our brains. Because when we get so busy that God is not a priority, we're destined. So I'm here to tell you that David got it right. David realized that I need to trust in the Lord. I need to trust whatever I want from the Lord from Pleasant Grove Church. I just take the directory, lay my hands on it and pray. And guess what? God delivers every time. And when I trust in the Lord, healing takes place in my body. When I trust in the Lord, my congregation grows spiritually. Every day I cry out for spiritual maturity, asking God to teach Pleasant Girl to trust in you, oh God. You might have cancer, but trust in the Lord. You might have, be diabetic, trust in the Lord. You might be blind, but you got to trust in the Lord. You might be, uh, have diabetes, but you got to trust in the Lord. You might have a body that doesn't work anymore, but you got to trust in the Lord. If your eyes don't work no more and somebody's reading to you, you got to trust in the Lord. If you're broke, you got to trust in the Lord. And if you're spiritually bankrupt, I know you have to trust in the Lord. And what we have to do every day is renew our trust in the Lord. And run around your house sometime and delight in the Lord. Run out in the yard and let the neighbors know you cray cray for the Lord. Go out in the neighborhood and say, praise the Lord. Walk down the street and say, hello, I am, hey, I'm a child of God. When you want to and say, I'm a child of God. I might not look like much to you, but my father is a father who cannot be replaced. It's time for us to celebrate who we are. It's time for us to get up and look like God has done something. It's time for us to be able to at least say amen. It's time for us to stop worrying about stuff you can't change. It's time for us to be happy that we know Jesus. It's time for us to stand.
standing. Give praise and honor to the mighty God who has saved us. It's time for us to realize that we are a blessed people. It's time for us to realize that God is worthy of praise. It's time for us to stand up in the name of Jesus. Deacon Ophelia sent me an email. You know about Deacon Ophelia. She's right over there. I am a soldier. No one has to call me. Remind me, write me, visit me, entice me, allure me. I am a soldier. I am not a wimp. I am in place saluting my king, obeying his orders, praising his name, and building his kingdom. No one has to send me flowers, gifts, food, cards, or candy, or give me handouts. Hey, as my little dream would say, hey. I do not need to be cuddled, cradled, cared for, or catered to. I am committed. I cannot have my feelings hurt bad enough to turn me around. I love that one. I am a soldier. I cannot be discouraged enough to turn me aside. I cannot lose enough to cause me to quit. Mm. When Jesus called me into this army, I had nothing. And if I end up with nothing, I will still come out ahead. I am a soldier. Are you a soldier? Can I get a witness? My God has and will continue to supply all of my needs. If you believe this, give God some prayer. All of my needs. his riches and glory. I am a soldier. The devil cannot defeat me. People cannot disillusion me. The weather cannot make me weary. And the sickness cannot stop me. I am a soldier in the army of the Lord. If you are a soldier, let's give God some praise. stand or if you're able to stand I want you to just don't have to go within the six feet stay away but I want you to look at somebody and encourage them do not worry choose wisdom somebody speak truth <laughs> speak truth you see worry is not of God and wisdom comes from God. If you need wisdom, are you willing to come to the altar so that we can pray? If you need wisdom, you, if you don't need wisdom, come for me, because I do. We all need wisdom to make it in this dark world. We all need to know that sometimes an enemy is wrapped in beautiful, paper. Sometimes the enemy comes with a smile. Sometimes the enemy comes with an invitation. Sometimes the enemy seduces us and we don't realize we're being seduced. Sometimes the enemy moves into our homes and moves into the guest room. Sometimes the enemy moves into our relationships, our marriages, 
our families to destroy us. But I am encouraged. I am encouraged because I know if we trust in the Lord and delight in him and commit our ways to him, Alyssa, that God will move. Most holy and everlasting God, you are amazing. Most holy and everlasting God, you keep blessing us over and over and over again. And Lord, down through the years, you have blessed us even when we were disobedient, even when we ignored you, even when we did not listen to you, God, you kept loving us. So right now, we praise your holy name, oh God, for your love, for your faithfulness, for your kindness. We thank you for our graduates. We thank you for our children. We thank you, oh God, that you have planted them in a place that they might prosper. We pray right now for our children's church, oh God that you will work miracles in the name of Jesus. We pray, dear God, for every family under the sound of my voice and those who are viewing us virtually, that they will feel the presence of the Lord. And Father, right now I'm praying that you will continue to anoint this sanctuary with your presence, oh God. I'm praying right now that you will bless every family in our church family. And whatever they need, oh God, that they will find deliverance in your name. So on this day, we pray that this congregation will choose wisdom over worry. Because wisdom leads to you. And worry leads to destruction. We pray this prayer of faith, believing in the name of Jesus. If you are under the sound of my voice and you believe, I want you to give God some praise. Give God some praise. Give God some praise. Give God some praise. Believe that God can transform your worries to wisdom. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Bless your holy name. If you are ready to give your life to Jesus Christ, we invite you to pray this prayer with us. And it says, Dear Lord, I admit that I am a sinner and there is nothing that I can do to save myself. I ask for your forgiveness and you can do this if you are streaming at this moment I believe you alone are the one who bore my sins when you died on the cross and rose from the dead today I turn from my sinful life and invite you into my heart I will trust you and follow you all of the days of my life. Thank you for saving me and hearing my prayer. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. 
It is our prayer that this message will enlighten and empower you to do the will of God. If you have a prayer request or praise report or like additional information on Pleasant Grove Church or other recorded messages, come visit us in person or write to us at Pleasant Grove Church, Post Office Box 3603, Cary, North Carolina, 27519, or call us at 919-363-5198, or visit us on the web at www.pgc-carry.org. Thank you again.